Coming up on episode 64 of Anchor Persons. Putin the pedal to the metal. Let the woman keep her farts for fuck's sake. You know what they say. Happy wife, happy wife, happy wife, happy life. Let's get sickening, thickening, and chickening. And what does rubbing one out on company time have to do with Mystery Science Theater 3000? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the Northwest, the land of trees and rivers, now in 60 shades of gray, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to the penultimate episode of Anchor Persons. I am Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation whatsoever. Uh, Anchor Persons is a news show for people who don't like news shows, by people who don't like news shows, people who don't like news at all right now. Who, it turns out, have grown to hate news so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Browsing the news every week to put together the show notes is is giving me full-blown existential dread. Yeah, I mean, um, welcome to my world, buddy. So what we have uh, decided is this is going to be our second-to-last episode. Our next week's episode will be the finale of the entire podcast. But there's going to be a lot of um, special stuff that we're going to do, and we're going to get through all of the states for State Up. We got like three of them left. We're just going to knock them out. Yeah, one after another. All right, let's get into tonight's story beats. All of these provided by Gene Person. Uh, The White House is considering sending Vice President Kamala Harris to Poland and Romania. Not for any diplomatic purpose, it's just then she'll be, you know, away. (laughs) (laughs) The Supreme Court has declined to hear an appeal for Bill Cosby's overturned conviction. Both Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh cited overbearing personal interest as a reason for declining to hear the case. Researchers have found that some spiders hunt in packs of hundreds to swarm prey. This study was paid for by the Institute to make Gene Person's nightmares a reality. Oh, also Greg Person's nightmares. Holy (laughs) shit. Johnson & Johnson says it regrets paying for a study that injected incarcerated black men with asbestos. So, just so you know, if you're the victim of a crime against humanity perpetrated by a corporate entity, that corporation probably feels like it was a big oopsie. YouTube is now offering popular podcasters $50,000 in cash to pivot to video. The keyword here is popular, or anchor persons would have made this switch so fast. Hold on. Well, did you check the show's email? Maybe we got an email. We did not get an email. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth II will no longer be calling Buckingham Palace home after spending her COVID recovery time on Duolingo. She'll now be calling it Mikasa. (laughs) I thought this was a roundabout way of saying she was dead. It was going to blow my mind. (laughs) (laughs) A new study reveals that T-Rex might actually be three separate species. This study was conducted in the Lake Tahoe area. I don't get that one. It's a throwback to Hank the Tank. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a stretch. 
Some of these were, I had to write 10 of these. Well, um, you know, speaking of T-Rex, you can't fool the children of the revolution. Right. <laughs> the state of Florida will be recommending against the COVID-19 vaccine for healthy children. Authorities cited a strong desire for more innocent souls to be sacrificed so the ritual could be completed and promised churros for everyone. Do the churros come with a sauce? I don't know. That wasn't covered in the headline. See, and this is why we hate news, because they're not doing the yeah. hard-hitting investigations it's, it's, that we need. It's not enough information. A new study demonstrates that leaded gasoline blunted the IQ about half of the U.S. population, which explains... Sorry, you can't see this. I'm gesturing with my hands toward everything in the country. I told you. I told you about the boomer brain damage. You didn't believe me, but it's real. It's real. And finally, according to a study, drinking wine with meals is associated with a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. So if you'll excuse me, I have to treat my A1C. A1C stands for all in one cup. With acting chops like that, why is this show failing? Nobody knows. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't help that the subject matter sends us into panic attacks. <laughs> That's true. The fact that literally just reading the news every day is enough to <laughs> literally make you sick in the brain. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough about the news. It's me news. <laughs> I'm just going to, we're going to blast through these. This might be a shorter episode and we're fine with it. It's all if we good. lose listeners right before the finale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might, we might plummet and lose a whole five listeners and be down to 15. Yeah. All right. So he's going to launch a nuclear thermal war. A Florida man was pulled over for speeding in central Florida and he blamed Vladimir Putin. <laughs> For his speeding ticket. All right, take me through it. What's his reasoning? So this dude was pulled over, and in the video, he, he he tells the deputy that he got distracted while trying to get his dashboard out of sport mode. But then he goes off on a rant saying he wanted to get home because he just found out Putin is going to launch a thermal nuclear war against the world, and he wanted to get back to his house to find out what was going on. This dude ran a stop sign. With the deputy sitting right there. So this guy, it, clearly, he runs the stop sign. The deputy's sitting right there. Obviously, he's distressed. I think his story checks out. Like, not that it's a reasonable thing to think or be afraid of, per se, mm -hmm. but that he was clearly very eager to get home, and maybe nothing short of nuclear war could have motivated him like that. You don't think he, he regularly blows through stop signs like that? A lot of people do. Well, this was Florida, not California. Oh, that's right. It's not California. Okay, gotcha. I mean, a it good is point. The, it is the California of the East, but. Uh... <laughs> All right, on to our next story. We'll just move on to the next one. In Asheville, North Carolina, Carly Cindy, a woman, has uh, paid for. The, paid the DMV, which has approved a personalized license plate uh, back in October, and uh, she was super excited when she got it, and the license plate reads FART. Okay. So, that's all great. That's 
fun. Um, plenty of jokes to be made about gas, right? Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gold anyway, line. back on uh, on the 25th of February, this woman received a letter from the DMV stating that uh, they've received some complaints about the plate. And uh, complaining about someone else's he, license plate. I I don't know. Anyway, she and some friends put together a plan to save the license plate, and they told the DMV it was an acronym for a group that they made up, the Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails. Okay, I like that. Smart. Um, after telling the DMV this, they actually created the group. <laughs> well, yeah, you would have to. You don't want to lie to right. the DMV. Right. And then, uh, so they've got promotional stickers, they've got t-shirts, they have a mailing list. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story. I don't think fart is particularly offensive, but I don't think here in Oregon they would let someone have that license plate. Well, I think it depends on the fart. Some farts are definitely offensive. Sure. Um, but I will also say that uh, you don't need to advertise farts because farts by their nature advertise themselves. Right. Right. Which is why people make sometimes thousands of dollars selling their farts in jars. It's apparently our most valuable commodity. I did not know that, but... Uh, right. The future is well, there's weird. a gas shortage right now, so you know, it's a good point. I mean, you figure if we're going up to seven dollars a gallon, how many gallons is in that fart jar, right? <laughs> and what is the value <laughs> of, of, of that gas? It's a damn sight less than what we're paying for regular gasoline, unless uh, it this unless it comes from you know. An influencer. Yeah, this is this is bespoke gas. Like right. if you if you buy a candle at the Dollar Tree, it's a dollar. If you buy Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle, it's sixty nine dollars. Yeah. Right. No. No. I get it. All right. On to our next story. <laughs> so, in the uh, Republic of Congo. Triplet sisters all proposed to the same man on the same day. And the man eventually said yes to all three of them, planning a polygamous union. This guy really gets the sister-brother-wife spirit. He does, and I assume that he, he got the idea from listening to the show. Probably they all did. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. You know, we have so many listeners in the Republic of the Congo. I just got to say, this guy, I don't know what he's got, but it's working for him, whatever it is. They're identical triplets, by the way, these these sisters. And they just, they were all in love with the same guy. I mean, that's, and, that's the dream, right? I mean, and really, you can, you can save money by just taking one, one set of wedding photos. <laughs> oh, shit, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know, they can all wear the same size clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the benefits go on and on, right? You know, if I had an identical twin gene, one thing that I've always wanted to do mm -hmm. was to, um, have an identical twin and then we would both work the same job, but we would only work 
you know, we'd only we'd switch off alternating days. Right. Like on multiplicity. Right. Yeah, uh I think you you screwed up the process by not having an identical twin though. Well, fun fact, I actually did have a twin and I ate him in the womb. Oh, okay. Was it was it tasty? I don't know. I was in the womb at the time, not a place where I was forming a lot of memories, but uh, from what I understand, uh, I absorbed his power into myself, mm -hmm. and um, you can tell that I'm the evil one because I have a beard. And then at some point, he will he will grow out of your side as a tumor and become and hatch from you and become far more successful. Right, and that's it's really going to be a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our speculative journalism. So a, comp a, a company that is a, an adult website and social network company called StripChat is now offering its employees sort of privacy VR pods to masturbate during work hours. Well, they're, they're a very uh, sex-positive company, one would imagine. I think that that's yeah. pretty cool, actually. I think so, and they're over... Uh, 200 employees working at this particular branch. The pods are equipped with Oculus Quest VR headset, a 4K LED screen, and uh, the employees can enjoy live VR adult cams and just go to town. It also has a stock of lotion, lube, and tissues. It's really everything a growing boy needs. Well, growing for a while and then wilting suddenly. Right. It's everything a showing boy needs to. <laughs> there you go. Well, now that that leads me to the question. Did the employees vote on this? Is this a pervy boss? Like, how did this come about? Because if this is something that the employees wanted, I'm thinking, yay. If this came down from on high, I'm like, yeah, that's eh. a little weird. No, the, the, the company is actually doing this to attract new employees with a safe, comfortable space to rub one out. Hell, they're attracting me. Like, are they taking applications? And they're offering employees a 30-minute break to get it done. I do not need 30 minutes. <laughs> what does that have to do with? Mystery Science Theater 3000. It popped into my head the other day uh, because Eugene are a big fan of the show. And, Huge uh, fan. You've been a uh, contributor to the show. Mm-hmm. To... And to all of the Kickstarters. So um, you've had early access to some of the episodes. Just one episode. They've only uh, released one to the uh, Kickstarter donors. And uh, I got to say, it was amazing. It was really, really good. The uh, So the, the the revival that they posted to Netflix, that they, they worked with on Net Netflix on, it was okay, but the pacing was off. And the pacing in the new episodes is back to sort of that classic pace where there is enough time to appreciate the jokes as they come. Speaking of coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do we connect these two? Well, um, interestingly, the theme of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 is that there's this, this theater on the moon and that everyone gets to experience these movies together through VR. 
So oh. instead of just one Cambot, it's hundreds of Cambots in this theater. Well, and I didn't even know that that was part of it. I was just thinking the connection that came to me was a dark room. You're watching mm-hmm. a movie. You're getting immersed sure. in the experience. You're having spontaneous reactions to it. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, another word for a, uh, a sudden exclamation that has mm-hmm. sort of fallen out of favor in modern times uh, is ejaculation. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, if you read like uh, Victorian novels, people are always ejaculating things. Right. Um, which is very funny to me because I am a grown man with a very high IQ. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, you were also raised in a certain time when that word came to mean something else. And so it's 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 pretty easy to connect those dots, is it's all I'm saying. And, and even in our lifetime, there's been a certain amount of semantic drift. So that, like if you right. watch an old uh, Almond Joy commercial and sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes right. you don't. Sure. I mean, it's, it's very rare that I don't feel like a nut, if you know what I'm saying. I'm a big fan of unentendres. <laughs> it really is just an unentendre, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's probably good enough for connecting these dots. I don't connecting these ideas these stories well we figured out like you're watching a movie in private in your computer but you feel like you're watching it in a group right right because well and that's the other thing about uh the new mst3k is that it's in sort of a chat room much like a lot of right uh, right there's there's a, a chat room portion of the experience yes I, I do wonder if um, if you're able to access the Gizmoplex, the the new site that you can watch these Mystery Science Theater 3000 videos from these these sex pods. I wonder if you can use your half hour time for that, or does it have to be masturbation? Because I- then I feel like there's there's maybe there's maybe some ethical issues. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can't force people to masturbate. Right. I can you can you just have a 30-minute nap? See, that that's the thing is that's exactly how I would play it. I mm-hmm. mean, that I get a 28-minute nap in that case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. So I did select a few other Little stories. A um, okay. So the world's longest car has been restored and measures over 100 feet long. Next story. Border authorities have have discovered a man with 52 reptiles hidden in his clothing. Now, this what reptiles the, were they? This is at the U.S. border in California, and uh, nine snakes and 43 horned lizards. Bro, that's a lot of lizards. Right. They were concealed in his jacket, pants pockets, and groin area. Some of the species are considered in danger. For why, though? Why did he do this? I mean, obviously he was smuggling them for profit. Sure, but... You don't, you don't just saunter up to the border with 52 reptiles on your body because you just really like reptiles. 
Well, I mean, there's some there's some folks out there who do like reptiles that much. I believe it. I've seen them on the internet. But That's true, but I think he was... I don't think the volume of reptiles that he had on his person... I don't think you do that if you're a reptile fan. I think you do that if you want to make a profit off the reptile fans. Yeah, but how much can you sell a horned lizard for? Let's find out. My guess is that somebody told him that they would pay that much for a horned lizard that it would be enough to shove it down your pants well i mean we're talking a lot of horned lizards i think so the, the only site that I, that I that i could find that actually sells them looked like a fairly legitimate site and it was medium to large was 39.99 so 40 bucks 40 bucks and 43 lizards I mean, well, I, but that's retail though too. I mean, he's probably selling these to a wholesaler, I would think, unless he's going to set up a lizard stand. Oh, sure. You set up the lizard stand by the freeway. You right. Move those lizards. You know, you got to have a, a permit for it, but um, you know, if the inventory's free, if he's just catching these lizards, mm -hmm. maybe he just really likes catching lizards. Yeah. I don't know. The way they were all wrapped up in little cloth bags is interesting. I wonder if any of the snakes were venomous. The story doesn't say. I would hope not. Yeah, probably not. You're not going to put a venomous snake down your pants for still, 40 bucks. Still, catching and, you know, trapping and, and carrying around endangered species, that's not cool. That's decidedly uncool, sir. Yeah, just on a, a bunch of levels. And you might have seen this story on social media because it certainly circulated a lot. In uh, Japan, the Killing Stone has split open, unleashing a legendary trapped demon on the world. Yeah, um, apparently uh, there were cracks that were forming in the stone for a while before it broke. Yeah, and they had some rain and cold weather, and, you know, that's a recipe for ice, which is not the best friend of rock, especially when it's already cracked. But they didn't think to call a priest at any point to... Well, because because it's a myth. It's mythology. Well, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if, if a nine-tailed fox shows up and starts, you know, killing everyone, we'll find out. Well, the thing to remember, Jean, is that she can shapeshift. Right. And, you know, if, if we start, if anybody dies in Japan, we'll know why. Mm -hmm. And everyone who dies in Japan, it's gotta be, it's gotta be her. She killed the emperor. Right, exactly. And what chance do you think you have? Do you, do you think that you have the wits to outwit a nine-tailed fox demon who can shapeshift? Absolutely not. My message to the good people of Japan, I know we have a lot of Japanese listeners, trust mm -hmm. no one. This is a thing situation. Right. All right. right. Your, your mother, your lover, your best friend, any one of them could be the nine-tailed fox demon. Mm -hmm. It's possible that you could be the nine-tailed fox demon and not know it. It's unlikely. But it is possible. Yeah, we're not really sure how the mechanics of this thing works. 
All right. Well, um, best segue ever to the Brose promo. Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brose, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brose wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brose, the podcast for those who drink rosé. Well, as you know, spring means marching forward. So Greg and Gene are back this week with touching tips on adjusting to daylight savings. If you'd prefer not to wake up an hour early to go to work, check with your friends, family, neighbors, and co-workers. If they feel the same way, maybe it's a good time to start the revolution. One way of replacing the missing hour is getting rid of fucking daylight savings time. Alternatively, Flee into the wilderness and start a new life governed by the gentle rhythm of the seasons. If you're having trouble adjusting to daylight savings, consider getting rid of the fucking thing. Seriously. Have you considered that this practice every year, have you considered what it does to people with parasomnias? It's a two-month struggle minimum for me. I've had it. Well, Gene, remember that whatever the clock says, Time marches on inexorably until in the cold and vast end of the universe, all motion ceases and time can no longer be said to exist. And our final touching tip, it is impossible to save daylight. It is not a form of currency. Yet. (laughs) And now it's time for the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, sickening, thickening, and chickening or quickening. Yes, um, Gene meant quickening, but I thought he said, or he he meant chickening, I'm, but I thought he said quickening. So, doing a little twofer today. No, and I actually typed quickening in one place in my notes, so it's fine. It's totally fine. We're just gonna we're we're gonna hit two different two different themes on our last weather bit, and that's fine. Um, for my sickening weather. I'm going to keep this brief because the headline sent me into a downward spiral of existential dread and profound anger at humanity. But guess what, Greg? What's that? Polio's back. It's back. Someone caught it. And humanity is getting exactly what it deserves. I swear to fucking God. Where was this person who caught polio? India, and it was someone who isn't a rabid anti-vaxxer. Well. (laughs) But this is the first new case of polio in fucking decades. Well, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. So when I told you I was going to bring up one bummer story, that was the one. Okay, well. I'm still not going to get polio, probably, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my son will be vaccinated, so hopefully it takes. Because they do still give people the polio vaccine. It's not like smallpox, which... Right. That'll, if that comes back, who oh boy. Who oh yeah, boy. Yeah, I mean, that could get us all. Yeah, for sure. Well, for my sickening weather, I want to talk to you about a thing that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who didn't grow up with it seem to really hate um, it's called salmiaki it's Finnish salty licorice 
mm-hmm. actually made with um, ammonium chloride, but it's got kind of a, a funky ammonia flavor that mixes with the licorice. Right. It's, it's like uh, cat piss in a candy. I love it. Um, and I, lo- I know, like- I know you pushed it on me. Well, <laughs> here's, here's the thing that I love about Eugene. And I've said this on the podcast, but I, I, I do like to let people know you are a man of, let's say very specific tastes in foods. You know what you like and what you don't like. That's I, true. I wouldn't describe you as a picky eater. You're a preferential eater. You just mm-hmm. like to eat what you like. And I think that's totally reasonable. Sure. But you are also willing to try absolutely anything once. Yeah. Even well, I mean, things that you know you won't like. Yes. Like, for instance, I know I don't like potato salad, but I was willing to try your potato salad. That's true. I made a potato salad for a company potluck once. Um, I was really proud of it. I thought it turned out great. And... But, like, I and also you, for one bite, (laughs) were the only people who actually ate any. But then that meant I just got to take a lot of potato salad home. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and to your credit, I don't think it was a bad potato salad. It's just that I don't like that particular food. Yeah, you're not a potato salad man, which I'm okay with. I'm happy to eat any potato salad that comes our way. So, sorry to interrupt your weather uh, about salmiyaki. Oh, but I, was, I was just going to say, it's it's an assertive flavor. It's an unusual flavor uh, that I really love. But that doesn't mean that I love all salmiakis, because I don't, because some of them I do hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember talking with you about a particular variety that was just caustic. Well, and there's um, some of the ones that are caustic I quite like, like Turkish pepper, extra hot. That mm-hmm. shit, that's a ride, you know. That's like... Mm-hmm. That's like strapping it. That's my version of the roller coaster, you know. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, but but there's a couple that I've had that are even quite popular that I was just like, nope, spitting it right out. All right. For my thickening weather, I know that people put a lot of stock in thick milkshakes, but if you can't even get it through the straw, it isn't a milkshake. It's just ice cream in a cup. And it will bring absolutely no boys to your yard in that condition. You know, this is something that really gets my goat. And if we were still doing weekly food crime, I'd talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you're absolutely right. A milkshake is ultimately supposed to be a drink. Right. If I can't drink it, if you're giving me the extra thick milkshake that I'm turning blue because I can't get anything through the straw, Mm -hmm. you fucked up. It's not the right consistency. A rare moment when we are absolutely on the same page regarding a food stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, I like ice cream. I like a milkshake. I also like a milk drink, Mm -hmm. but well, it's kind of like a smoothie bowl. If it's a bowl, it's not really a smoothie, is it? Right. Uh, For my thickening weather, uh, I want to talk to you all about thick water. Uh, this is a thing that you might not know about, and it is literally just water that is thickened to make it easier to swallow for people suffering from dysphagia, which is difficulty swallowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, is that 
because it's so thick and not at all like water, um, it fails utterly to quench your thirst and it's really unpleasant to drink. Oh, and, that's awful. Yeah, it's gross as hell. Uh, it comes in uh, consistencies ranging from honey to pudding. Oh. Yeah, imagine that. Just plain water with the consistency of pudding. I feel like I'm going to dry heave. It's gross. And just picturing the texture, I just can't. I can't. This is, it's typically given to patients in nursing homes. Mm -hmm. And there is a backlash against it now because doctors are saying, look, nobody likes to drink this. It doesn't quench your thirst. It is actively unpleasant. And there's other ways for people who have difficulty yeah. swallowing water to get yeah. hydrated. You can hydrate through IV. Right. Well, and, and the issue is, is that a lot of the doctors who don't want to prescribe it are saying that the doctors who do prescribe it are just doing it because they don't have the resources or the desire to run an IV. They're also saying, look, there's a lot of uh, water rich foods that you can mm -hmm. feed people to give them sure. adequate hydration and they're just not doing it. So the doctors who are backlashing against the prescription of thick water are doing the thick water challenge where they're saying, look, you're so keen on prescribing thick water, drink some, tell me you still want to give that to somebody. I love that these doctors are doing this. Oh yeah. And you can actually even watch videos of them doing it and they are clearly not having a good time because how could you? Right. All right. So for my chickening weather, I'd like to take a moment to celebrate the chicken dance. Hailing from the 1950s, the chicken dance was a big oompa fad that quickly became a staple at weddings and other celebrations. It is absolutely goofy. It is not particularly fun or funny, but that just sounds like every social ritual to me, so have at it. I hate the chicken dance. I hate the people who do it. I hate the sound of it. It's one of the worst things. It's not great. I mean, but really none of these little fad things are great. They're not. I would rather have the chicken dance than the Macarena. I will say that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100, 100%. Well, for my quickening weather, I wanted mm -hmm. to talk to you about Highlander, the series. Now this is not the series of films with, uh, Christopher Lambert, which are insane. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the incredibly European TV series with Adrian Paul. Uh, I love this show. It really builds out the mythos of the Highlander universe. Still doesn't really explain why there are immortals, why there are so many of them, why if there's supposed to be only one, new, one keep, new ones keep getting born, mm -hmm. why they have to cut each other's heads off, why nobody just wears, like, neck armor. <laughs> because, literally, why does everyone not just wear a thick iron ring around their neck? Right. I mean, are they worried about looking unfashionable? There's somebody trying to cut your head off. Use right. your fucking brain. Come on, Marie Antoinette. Well, and here's a here's another question about uh, Highlanders that I've always wondered. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you cut their body in half, like if you cut them in half at the waist, right? That doesn't count. Right. How high up do you have to cut them for it to count? As right. At, at what point is that point of demarcation? Right. If I cut them off at the shoulder, are they just a, you know, a guy with a shoulder being like, oh, this sucks. Does it have to be at the neck? Could it be higher up on the head if I just sever the brain? Mm-hmm. Does does that work? If I take these off are, just these the are really good questions, right? So there's there's a lot to cover in Highlander the series that doesn't get addressed, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of goofy, cheap, extremely European stuff that happens. Uh, it's it's just a really fun, extremely '90s, extremely French TV show. Awesome. Well, as you know. Every star on the flag is a fresh new horror in the genre's greatest dedicated multiplex. And so we present State Up, our weekly review of all 50 states in the Union. This week we present facts about Virginia. Uh, Virginia's founder was one Richard Branson, who is nothing if not consistent in his branding. Virginia Slim Jims. A real smoked meat. Is this anything? Virginia's motto is Six Semper Tyrannis, which a new study has revealed is actually three separate mottos. <laughs> Virginia looks like a mama alligator, and Kentucky is the baby alligator. <laughs> Virginia was home to Jamestown, which was a town exclusively populated by people named James. It had a bank, a blacksmith, and a trading post, but surprisingly, no gyms. To this day, no camel has held public office in Virginia. Shocking. In 2022. Mm-hmm. Incredible. <laughs> Our final segment tonight, as every week, is called Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. Still no feedback. You're running out of time. Let us know what you think about us for the finale. We're going to be recording it in a couple of weeks. So two weeks hence, we will be posting the series finale. And then we're going to move on to a different show. We will be doing a different podcast. Um, but uh, who knows when and how that will happen. And I'll, I'll say this, guys. I know we, we talk a lot of shit about the fact that this show has no listeners. It has some listeners. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have the metrics. We know you're listening, and we, we appreciate that you are listening. Right. And the thing is, it's not you. We're not, like, giving up on the show because we don't have a bigger audience. or We don't give a, two shits about that. Yeah, it was never about that for us. It was never about that. Otherwise, we would have stopped a long time right. ago. Yeah, we, 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 tried to, <laughs> we tried to grow. It didn't happen. We did not care. The, right. the thing is, the reason why we've decided we're going to wrap up in a couple weeks is literally just because the news is too goddamn depressing and it was fucking our heads up. Yeah, every week. And we had, you know, dedicated ourselves to doing this every week and it was just, it was too much. Too much news. I was going to say, I broke and then Gene broke and we were like, <laughs> fuck this. Yeah, yeah. But we'll have something else, and we'll we'll let you know about it when uh, when we've got it, you know, live. I'll drop something into the feed to let you know where to look. As always, I'd like to give a shout out to our bros at Brose, especially this week. Thanks for all the shout outs on Twitter, 
And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our voiceover artist, Adam West, who you can find on Fiverr at his website. And of course, thank you, loyal listeners, our Tims, our beautiful babies. We have had a lot of fun doing a show for you guys. We haven't always had fun making the show, but, you know, we like talking to each other and making each other laugh, and Mm -hmm. we like doing that in a way that allows other people to hear it, because we hope that it's funny. Folks, that's all the news the persons have for you tonight. Gene and Greg love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter, at AnchorPersons. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. Or simply tell a friend. Until next time... This is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying... Chickening. Good night. Keep circulating the tapes.